Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. So we're back at that mountain stream from last week, where we found that nugget of gold, and we're going to hope again that we find more gold, or will it be fool's gold? Let's see. Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Hey, were you talking when you meant stream? Were you talking about pee again? No. Okay. <laughs> I do have a note about pee, though. We'll come back to that. Not talking about crossing the streams. You don't have a note about pee? No. All right, fun, fun. <laughs> Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror, thriller. I have science fiction, fantasy. <laughs> I have drama and romance. I still have action adventure. Ah, you did it better last week. I have action adventure, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Tony should start sounding scared. <laughs> Mother, you I'm added, getting scared as we keep going. I, added, I, I did the MF. You added a motherfucker. I added, mm. yeah, everything is, is more impactful with the MF. <laughs> like, drink your juice, motherfucker. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, we can convince you to give these films a second chance. Nice. Today's pick. <laughs> For a second, I thought he was just going to stop. Is <laughs> Carly's pick. What dreams may come. You know, speaking of dreams, let me let me stop you here while I have it fresh. Because speaking of dreams, the whole field of everybody. It's a better movie about that. Yeah, but while there's dreams, if she's dreaming, that means no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's public service announcement from Go here. Back to if, if she's dreaming, that means Pretty no, decision. and don't get blackout drunk. Bad things happen as well. All right, you may proceed. If he's dreaming, that means no too, ladies. Unless you're it goes a dream, both ways. Unless you're a dream warrior, right? <laughs> and then kill Freddy. Yeah. Yes. Whatever it takes. And if you're Jason, you got this shit. Cut his head off. <laughs> My mind's right. always on Jason. Well, after watching Pastor Fifty Seven, I always bet on black. <laughs> You never saw Pastor 57? No. I did. I did. I have seen Pastor 57. It's a Wesley Snipes reference. It made me laugh. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And hi, Wesley. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> mm. Okay. Also, shout out to Sid. What's up, buddy? All right. Good. Go. So this movie came out in October of 1998. It stars Robin Williams. And after he dies in a car crash, he has to search heaven and hell for his wife. So it's based off a novel by Richard Matheson, who also wrote I Am Legend and Stir of Echoes. And the screenplay was written by Ronald Bass, who also did the screenplays for Rain Man, Dangerous Minds, Entrapment, and I don't know if there's anything else you wrote down. Okay. <laughs> Tony, you might know this movie, Invisible Child, a TV movie from 1999 that they talked about on We Hate Movies. One of my favorite episodes. I've heard of them talk about it, but I've never seen it. It's crazy. You need to listen to that episode. Okay. I've never even heard of that. Um, I also, I'm with. I know this guy Ronald Bass seemed like he was very legendary for adapting novels into screenplays because mm -hmm. How Stella Got Her Groove Back, mm -hmm. Stepmom, My Best Friend's Wedding, Waiting to Exhale, Dangerous Minds, When a Man Loves a Woman, The Joy Luck Club, which is a movie you need to watch because that's great. <laughs> She pointed at me, in case you didn't know. Oh, well, I think our listeners are pretty sure. If it's the first Tony. episode. <laughs> it's a, that would fit in perfect in drama and romance, and it's a fantastic Actually, movie. it's not underappreciated, so I wouldn't bother. It might be. No, it's not. That movie was huge. I mean, Carly didn't see it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that does not mean the movie was huge or not, as we have learned. Okay. But so, it's so like this the traveling movie... Yaya Pan sisterhood. Uh, Okay. Didn't they spend the night at the Babysitter's Club? 
This movie had a budget of $85 million in 1998. That's a lot. Eighty-five million dollars. Eighty-five for this? million dollars. All special effects. And it grossed seventy-one point three. Ouch. <laughs> it did win an Academy Award much. for Best Visual Effects. I could see that. The IMDb said that it only made back fifty-eight, but then Wikipedia said seventy-one. So maybe they included production, like or yeah. like sales of DVDs that weren't included in. The, oh yeah, there's that too. The one numbers or something. When you think of some movies, they, they don't do well in the theaters. Well, but they're huge. Yeah. It's important to remember that nobody really fact checks Wikipedia. <laughs> That's, That's true. <coughs> right. What I, I like mean, to do when like, I'm bored is go on Wikipedia and just change shit. <laughs> That's a real thing that people can do. That so is true. Who knows? I would trust IMDb's facts over Wikipedia's. Like there's that the uh, um the painter um, Glimpf. I went on there and said that he used his penis to paint <laughs> and use sticks, and he was a big you know advocate of the finger painting movement. I hear that if you tell ladies that, they let you enter the premises. And then. All right, so it has a Don't 7 out of 10 on IMDb and 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I have a Roger Ebert review. And I actually have it this time. Can I get a, <laughs> I get a death check? <laughs> We've done that before. He gave it 3.5 out of 4 stars, which surprised me a little. Yep, that sounds like something he would do. Yep. <laughs> he likes the art films. He said it was so breathtaking, so beautiful, so bold in its imagination, that it's a surprise at the end to find it doesn't finally deliver. Mm. Takes us to the emotional brink, but doesn't push us over. It ends on a curiously unconvincing note. Conventional resolution to a movie that for most of its length has been daring and visionary. So he says he has his disappointments, but he would not want them to discourage you from seeing it. Is that a pro or a con review? I'm kind of it's a pro, but back and forth. I feel like... Everything he said is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Hollywood is determined to shortchange us with an obligatory happy ending. And they shouldn't torment us with movies that deserve better. Right. So he thinks it should have been a sad ending? I don't know. Like Patch Adams. <laughs> the review that he... It was like three pages long. I did. I only copied a couple paragraphs. <laughs> that sounds about right. Because I don't want to sit here all day reading his review. Yeah, because no one reads the entire thing. I don't know why he writes it. Like, <laughs> it's like, did you like it or not? Tell me why. In 50 words or less. And then... In 2002, Margaret McGirt gave it a 2.5 out of 4. Margaret! And Ouch. said, for all its fabulous imagery and occasional dab-your-eyes moments, it never rises to the wonderment of its own irresistible conviction that love can live beyond the grave. Wow. I That's thought that deep. was a pretty good bad review, though. <laughs> and not like... That this, was the bad review? I thought the first one was the bad review. <laughs> all right, so you have two middle-of-the-road reviews. Okay, so... Pretty much. All right, then. Okay. So, so what would you guys think going oh. into the movie? I almost forgot about that part. Yeah, let's get started. Let's go first. Tony. Uh, Tony. <laughs> um, I've seen this movie before. Uh, I haven't watched it since, which is a good sign. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was gonna. Use that one. Not as good a sign as when he late watches the movie and doesn't remember. To <laughs> but um, but yeah, I remember. I remember seeing it. I think in the theater, and I remember liking it enough then. So I didn't really know how it was going to strike me before. I know it's like a Dante's Inferno or Orpheus-type movie, but, you know, I didn't really remember a whole lot about it. I just remember that the special effects were crazy, so I was kind of interested to see it again, see what it was going to do for me. <laughs> go like, ahead, my everybody's looking at me, so I guess I'm going to go. <laughs> well, I remember seeing this movie for the first time on an aircraft carrier, well, and I distinctly remember in watching the movie going, wow, the entrance to Hell's aircraft carrier, looking around going, that makes sense. <laughs> 
So, but I hadn't seen it since then. I didn't like it then. So I was curious to see how, what, um, after years, it holds up. <laughs> so I was optimistic, because I love Robin Williams. I've never seen this movie before. I have seen bits of it here and there as you flip through channels, and I have watched the scene where he's um, first accepted that he's dead and gone to heaven. I've watched... With the paint. With the paint. I've watched that that portion before because it's so pretty to look at. (laughs) And then I have continued on my search for something better to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Always found it. So I I know... Like House Hunters. I've seen this episode. I'll watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) Whose line is it anyway? Bye-bye. We always watch that. (laughs) Um, But... So I've never, I've never really had any desire to watch this movie. I know it's about death, and I just don't care. So this is the first time I've ever watched it, and I didn't know really what to expect. This movie has Cuba Gooding Jr. and Robin Williams in it, two Oscar winners. And I have things to say about them as we go on. (laughs) Well, you my motherfucker. Show me the money. Spoiler alert. One of those people is my favorite character. Ooh. Ooh. I forgot to do that. Hold on. All right. Someone talk, so I figured that out. (laughs) All right. So we open with a man laying on a small boat. It's Robin Williams. We don't know his name in the movie yet. He has a great mullet. <laughs> well, I assumed it was like the late, early 80s, late 70s, something like that. It's got to be, but he had a great mullet. And his boat is hit by another boat. Luckily, no holes happen. <laughs> but there's a pretty lady on the boat. And he says, bitch. No, and sorry. she <laughs> starts speaking to him in various languages. Italian. <laughs> that, would, that would be Italian. I thought she tried more than one. She, she did. did. <laughs> and she tried Swiss. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes that he's American, and so is she. So then they just speak English. So they get married. And uh, he gives her directions to Switzerland, and then... Oh, she made the me wonder where this lake was, because... Head, was it head north until you find the clocks or step in chocolate? You hit money or step oh. in chocolate, I think is what he you said. Money. <laughs> oh, the point was, or you step in chocolate. I was like, that's a, that's a brilliant line. <laughs> it's a great meet cute. And then he kind of watches her leave and she's watching him and not paying attention he gets hit by her little sail and then we cut to him sitting on a hillside and she walks up and asks if she can sit with him and he says no (laughs) which again awesome (laughs) (laughs) and he says i've had this spot reserved for two years and you can't sit with me and she says what if i say please and he says okay that's the one exception and he likes her and then we do the montage we're at their wedding and then the oh, montage of them with their kids and super, super, super happy family. This is a terrible montage. I don't care for it either. <laughs> you get two scenes. You get their wedding, which you get just this tiniest bit of their wedding. Then you get this water fight that goes on way too long. <laughs> because the part where they're making out under the coat is still part of the water fight. And then you get cooking breakfast and it's, you go into the movie. It's hard to watch a montage where people aren't chasing chickens or lifting rocks. But, <laughs> that's true. But you if I'm getting a family montage, <laughs> down the beach. I want the birth of babies. I want yeah, playing yeah. with toddlers. This is yeah. a shitty montage. Something to get you invested into the characters, you're saying. Yeah, and show the history and not just one... Show, show me some sort of timeline. <laughs> show me some sort of timeline. 
go ahead, Elaine. <laughs> Elaine says, show me the timeline. Show me the timeline. Because <laughs> they do. They earlier. Be after, my ambassador, Claw man. After the first car accident, there is a little thing. This is four years later. It's the only time they show any kind of timeline. So if you're going to put that in, why don't you give me more? Why are you yelling at me? I didn't do it. <laughs> she's, she's yelling at the movie. <laughs> I'm yelling at the movie. Don't take it personally. If I but she's looking at me. Can you if I hadn't watched it so early in the morning, I would have yelled at the movie. <laughs> Okay, go on, carry on. Breakfast. All right, so now it's breakfast, and the kids don't seem to want to eat. They want to get food at school, and then they want her to take them, and she is busy, so the nanny, I guess, yes. is going to take them. And uh, they have a little family breakfast, and then the kids leave with the nanny, and he says, that's the last time we ever saw them alive. And the kids die in a car accident on the way to school. I think. <laughs> well. Sorry, it, they don't. No, they don't act, you don't actually don't see say. them die, so I'm pretty sure it they have been. It could have been they on the way home from school. It could have been. <laughs> no, no, wait, but are you sure they died? They just didn't move on. We didn't see them die. And, and Carly's mythos. <laughs> Maybe, they Maybe they got out of the car. Maybe they got out of the car hooked up with the detective Sophia. It's not until <laughs> two thirds of the way through the movie that the wife says that she lost her kids in a car accident and then her husband in a car accident. So. Spoiler. We don't even know that it was a car accident. They just left the movie for all we knew. They did drive to Omaha. With Detective Samir. They, they staged their own deaths, but then ended up in heaven somehow. <laughs> but they don't even... Yeah, we'll get to that. Go ahead. Okay. Boy, this is so delicious. What do you got here? Water? Mm. We cut from their funeral to four years later. Just like Elaine just said. Oh, good. We learned that... Christopher Nielsen is Robin Williams' character, and he is a a doctor. A doctor, and he works with kids. Which, all right, look. Anybody <laughs> else get the feeling after watching that scene where he was so good with the kid that he was this was Patch Adams? Yes, <laughs> and then I looked it up. Patch Adams came out two 97. months later. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was Christmas Day, the same year. <laughs> so, like this, this was Patch Adams. Like he was in. I was waiting for the red nose to pop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he seemed to find it perfectly fine that the little girl drew on the painting so that the statue was what. Pee. Pee. Ah. <laughs> it's time for pee talk. <laughs> That's and all I got. It's sad that we have so much pee. <clears throat> Welcome to Pee Town, everybody. <laughs> is that relied by Funky Town? Yes. Which is across from Suplex City, bitch. <laughs> and his wife calls him while he's with the little girl. After there's a rabbit, by the way, in his doctor's office. A big rabbit. A big, a big okay. A big fucking rabbit. So there's a big rabbit. And he's in the middle of looking at an MRI films, and then it takes a call from his wife. What kind of doctor's office is this? Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, when your wife calls, you put people on hold. If my kid has a serious health issue, you better not have a fucking rabbit and be taking phone calls from your wife. Really? <laughs> did he, did he We're not? going somewhere else. I'm going to see Patch Adams because this or, doctor or, wait a minute. is Hold quack. up, hold up, stop. First of all, he fixed the child's problem. Also, if you have a rabbit, have a rabbit. Don't have, like, a rabbisaurus. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was bigger than tricks. Like, I thought he was going to chase down some kids for cereal. This thing was for giants. It was the biggest rabbit I've ever seen. I don't see a lot of rabbits. Really you know what? If the Knights of the Round Table had seen this thing, they would have ran away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Run away! I'm looking forward to seeing the new King Arthur that just came out. I haven't seen it yet. It's been out for a few weeks. I'm looking forward to it. It's got shitty reviews, so stand I'm pretty by sure for we the, can the do podcast. <laughs> you are action a adventures. Tom Hardy. Uh, no, Tom Hardy. That's Guy Ritchie. Uh, Guy Ritchie, yeah. <laughs> All right. So while he's on the phone, he has the little girl like cover her mouth and continue. And when he gets off the phone, after he has solved his wife's problem by offering to go get paintings and bring them to the gallery for her after work, 
The child's all better. The child feels better, and he's like, oh, oh, migraines. What a great doctor. Well, the conversation with the wife made me think that she was very fragile, so I think she that that fragile. did do what it was supposed to do. Like, she needs him. Fragile. She must be Italian. She seems very fragile. <laughs> you did not silence your phone. Sorry. Shame, that means shame That means that Tony. Tony owes all of our listeners a beer. All Ooh. four of you. <laughs> ben, you ben, heard him. Ben, he owes you a well, beer. <laughs> Dark Angel Fire and... Uh, <laughs> Actually, we have one. And Linda, no, who we likes our few, actually. We're, we're doing quite well. On Thank you for telling three friends and having yes. them tell three friends. Good by, by our numbers, we're definitely you're telling friends. Thank you. So thank you for that, and I appreciate each and every one of you, even if Tony doesn't and doesn't turn off his phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So after work, he has apparently driven, or he's on his way to get the paintings, and he's on his way to bring to do this errand for his wife. And there's a car accident. It's raining. It's dark. He stops, and he goes to help at the car accident because he's a doctor. And that's what you do. And other people are not stopping for this car accident. <laughs> people don't. That's what they do. <laughs> and <laughs> he is killed by a car. Yeah. That's because this is not just a car accident in a rainy tunnel. No. This is a fucking car accident from the Matrix movie. Yeah, I, say, yeah. I expected Bruce Willis to be driving that one car. A car, <laughs> and it was probably Robin Williams' car that he got out of. But a car does barrel rolls through the air yeah. and takes him out. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> that happens. I don't really know. I've, but I've seen Tony do it in, in, in video a, games. <laughs> I'm just, I, no, honey, I'm not do you saying have any that. frame of reference. No, I'm saying this is a car accident, not. From some kind of deep uh, drama and romance movie, this is a Fast and the Furious car accident. Well, look, first of all, $85 million. Dollars. The money had to go somewhere. Movie, it's weird. <laughs> well, and some of it went right here. This is 80 of the million. <laughs> You're right. It didn't have to be so over so the top. So weird. Yeah, it could have just slid in and This go. probably explains why this director uh, is never directed anything yeah. worth looking at, although he did write Alien 3, and that was pretty good. That's so why I did. I didn't bring up the director, because <laughs> no, I looked Alien 4. Uh, that was planet, terrible. That's Prison Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Where Sigourney shaves her head. It's mm. pretty good. Alright, so he wakes up, convinced he's in a dream. He doesn't know he's dead. He doesn't believe he's dead, because he doesn't want to be dead. So he's convinced he's in a dream. How is he moving so quickly around? Because there's no time in dreams. And uh, there's a dude there who's super blurry. Which and we can tell is Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, yeah, by his much. words. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know, in 1998, he's rather famous. He looked na- He looked like he, he was, was naked, naked yeah. and they were blurring him out because yeah. he was naked, See, which I was, was weird. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he had his um, Rod Tidwell hanging out, you know what I mean? Mm. And he Good says, one. why Thank can't you. I see you? He says, you'll see me when you want to see me. Right now you're seeing what you want to see, and that's why you can't see me. Whoa. Lost my spot in my notes. Um, oh, come on. So <laughs> he, he sees that his wife is mourning him, and he flashes to moments of with his kids, when of her with the kids, and actually of him with the kids, well, like when he, they were alive. The first one is with his daughter. His wife is explaining to her that they're putting the dog to sleep. And I was like, Katie. Is this really? But Katie comes up later. <laughs> There's a movie about death. It makes yeah. perfect sense to me. The mm-hmm. daughter is pissed. They're gonna kill her dog. And she's like, "No, we're gonna make. It, we're gonna help the dog not be in pain anymore." And then the second one is him and his son in the rain, against some big fucking trees, talking about taking him out of his school because it's not right for him. 
and then we flash. We're doing an every thirty seconds flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. They're like, movie. they're like, we're going to find a scene that makes you sad. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs dying, kids getting kicked out of school. I think they step on some canaries. I mean, they're flashing through. They're gonna find something on for you. Then we go to a funeral. They yeah. were at another funeral, second funeral. Yeah. <laughs> His funeral. And he's told that he has died, but did not disappear because people are still thinking of him. He walks up the aisle at his funeral and touches his wife, and she seems to feel something. But I like how they touch on who was it? A famous philosopher said, "There's only you die twice. You die once, your physical body, and the second time you die, and the last person that knows you dies. So everybody has forgotten about you. So that's what they're referencing there. What was I'm trying to remember the guy's name? That misremembered quote where you can't remember who actually said that was more sad than this movie. You know, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> the name of our podcast is the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, and you're just shitting on this. <laughs> I want you to remember this. When we start shitting on one of your This movies. is my witch hunter. <laughs> <laughs> like, when we all didn't like your movie, you got mad. So, remember this. This is my witch hunter. I'm sorry. And I didn't misquote. I just can't remember who I'm just saying it. that was sad. You know what? That I'm was taking, a good emotional. quote, though. I just said it, so I'm going to give myself credit. I'm going to start quoting John. <laughs> like, you know John once said. The Apostle? <laughs> no. The Beatles. Ha! <laughs> the podcaster. The podcaster. So now we Adjuring? see... <laughs> Dude! <laughs> oh, man. That was on point. Come on. You got to give me that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to his wife in front of a painting. And uh, this is her version of where they met and where they planned to retire. It is their place. Their happy place. He asks Doc why this is still going on after the funeral. He sees her writing in a diary about how the only reason she survived the death of the kids was because of her husband. And he tries to talk to her and explain that he still exists. And he even guides her hand to write a very convoluted, This is Chris, I still exist. And she can't really understand it, and she kind of freaks out and tears the paper out and goes a little bananas. Yeah, that's a little freaky when <laughs> a dead person, like, they have a seance, she didn't ask for a well, seance. He she just... seems like she's very emotionally fragile. She has a diary that her shrink makes her keep. She's had a breakdown before. She almost fell apart because of paintings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anybody else going to touch on the fact that she had a total ghost moment, and it was like, damn, maybe what'd you do to your hair? No, that was something else, but... <laughs> I mean, she actually wrote things out like he possessed her. That's mean. Which was weird. Don't do that when you die. <laughs> Why am I dying first? Oh, all right. Well, because I right, don't ever want to be. Don't do that you. when you die. <laughs> but I thought first? it was weird because that reminds me of a joke. Why do husbands Women die first? live longer when than they want? <laughs> when he tried to touch her at the funeral, it like the way it was shot. I mean, it seemed like he couldn't actually touch her. Like she didn't feel it. And then he, but he does succeed in ha- writing this semi-coherent. Well, he didn't know how to do it strange. yet. Because he, he didn't, he didn't meet the it. guy at the train yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got no body, kid. What is this? You got no body no more. I don't Get know. off of my train! <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Gotta kick the cup can first. Mm-hmm. Baby steps. Finger, yeah. finger going through the corner. Yeah. So then they're under a tree, and that's where his headstone is. And he asks, "When does it end?" And Doc says, "It ends when he wants it to." Reality. The reality is that it's over when he stops wanting to hurt her. And he tries to hug her, and she screams, and then he understands and says goodbye and leaves. (laughs) That was kind of anticlimactic. He's like, oh, is that it? Bye. He goes down a tunnel into the light. Yep. He runs through a tunnel and wakes up in a painting. 
Which is a little weird. <laughs> I think this is cool as shit. This it is the best thing cool like, This is me. I'm like, I'm in a painting. He reaches out I to touch a, a flower and he squishes it. It's so cool. <laughs> this is what the budget went. And then he's greeted yeah. by uh, Katie, the family dog. And she's young again. Yay. And so happy and energetic. So happy to see him. And he thinks he ended up in dog heaven. And, uh... And he says, the place where we all go can't be that bad, can't, or can't be bad, can it? And then he realizes where he is. He's not in dog heaven, he's in his heaven. Yeah, and the dog is in his heaven, in his wife's painting. So then he walks down and into the water, and he's all going to drown in paint, even though he can't. <laughs> and Doc walks across the water toward him, and he realizes who it is, and uh, he's... Doc says, I thought you knew who I was because you were already calling me Doc. And uh, it's his former teacher and guide when he was in med school, I guess. Or I like his line out here of it. where he says, last time you saw me, I was 63. Who wants to be 63 for eternity? <laughs> like, he's got a good point. I don't want to be like 25. He does. <laughs> Albert Lewis. What's the character's name? And uh, Can we just call him Doc? <laughs> I called him Albert in my notes because Albert is a cool name and underutilized by today's society. <laughs> okay. All right. I think I go back and forth. I call them both, so I'll, I'm the compromise between you two. There you go. <laughs> uh, he t Doc tells him that he's making this place, that he is creating it without realizing it, and everyone is insecure at first, so they create a place that feels safe to them. And he, but he might be one of the only ones that actually uses paint to create his place. Uh -huh. I'd create a pizza shop. <laughs> Daddy Green's. Daddy Green's pizza. <laughs> Probably not Daddy Green's pizza. No offense, Daddy Green. I'm pretty pizza lovely. Get some pizza. But you know. I imagine it smells like pizza. <laughs> That's probably pretty good. It is still an, it's a New York pizzeria. I'm not saying it's bad. So it's gonna have to be pretty good. I just think New York smells like pizza. <laughs> have you been to Detroit? It also smells like pizza. No, that smells like shit. <laughs> that big city smell. No, it smells worse than a big city smell. I've been to several big cities. Motown is smells like moo moo. Excuse me, I have a text. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so Doc tells him that he is in control of it. Annie painted it, and he has created it, so he, as his heaven, I guess, and he can control it now. There's a lot more here than what's in the painting, and he can make things happen. He can make things move. He makes a bird fly, changes the colors, and then it poops on him. And Which he says, funny. I didn't do that. <laughs> Albert said, I did. I'm here, too. <laughs> and when I'm here, I can control it, too. <laughs> And he says, uh, didn't Annie paint a house? Which I thought was weird, like, how would he know that? But, <laughs> but she did. It's their dream house. So they cut through the water, and, and while they're doing that, they talk about what makes you, you. And he knew that because he was in the house with them when he went to see the painting that she painted for their double D anniversary, which <gasps> they keep true. saying they don't explain it till the very end, and it was driving me insane. <laughs> and, um... But That's he was in the true. house with him when he says, this is the painting, this is where we were going to retire, see that house, that's where we were going to be. Yes. So he was there. So that's Thank why you for pointing that. that out. You're welcome. <laughs> and while they're talking about it, they say, uh, you don't need a body to be you. You just need to be aware that you exist. And he's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm my body. And he says, well, you could lose all your limbs and you're still you, aren't you? And he's trying to explain to him that... He's a soul. Yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, they go to the house, but there's no windows. And he says, no windows. What aren't you ready to see, I wonder? And then they're in the house, and Doc tries to get him to drink coffee. If he thinks it's coffee, it will be coffee, but he drinks paint. <laughs> and he's not thrilled about that. And Doc uh, tells him that he sees a body because he likes seeing a body. He sees what he chooses to see. So he removes a portion of the wall and opens a window to what is now a real paint-free version of the painting. No more fun with paint. <laughs> That's probably cheaper. He doesn't need the paint anymore. And he thinks it's pretty amazing. So he says, thought is real, physical is the illusion. Isn't that ironic? But as they're sitting, or as they're on the same day, as they're wandering around, they see a new tree that his wife is painting right now. And she is talking as she paints the tree. And, uh, and she's like, I feel like you can hear me. Why do I feel like you can see this and you can hear me? And he does see the tree, but there's no way for him to tell her that. And uh, he's, he, and he's talking to Albert, and he says, that tree wasn't there. there. That's new. How can I see this? And they realize that they are still connected because they're soulmates. Albert says it's very, very rare. <laughs> yeah. So he, um, they talk about the kids a little bit, and he says where are my kids? And he's like, well, here is big enough for everybody to have their own universe, but you'll see them when you're ready to see them, when you want to see them. He says, I want to see my children, Albert. And then Albert says, when you do, you will. Yep. <laughs> we just said he did. So they should have just popped up. <laughs> but Spoiler alert. But this is all in his mind. Sometimes you say you want something, but it's not really what you really want right now. I want a Snickers. <laughs> At least that's what you think. <laughs> you really want a house that's painted with trees and stuff. I wouldn't mind having that purple tree. It's pretty awful. Awesome. It is that pretty cool. tree was gorgeous. Is there a Snickers in it? It's if you imagine it, Ooh. it's Hey, hey, hey. Beware candy trees. <laughs> we did that's learn how the that. witches get you. That's, that's how you have a festive tour of a movie. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait for the last bitch hunter too. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, to. my notes are a little spotty from this point on. Oh, you fell asleep too? No, <laughs> I did not. But I did not get to finish my uh, second go round with this movie. So oh, so listeners, don't worry about that. Sorry, that's all right. <laughs> we we got we'll hit the high marks. So we learned that Albert is a missionary who saves lost souls who can't get there. And Chris is like, oh, there's work here. And he appreciates that. No, it's I would like to work. The next day, Albert doesn't come. Leona does. Mm -hmm. She's an Asian lady in a, dressed up like a flight attendant, and she has a name tag that says Leona. Leona. And she says that Albert sent her because he has work today. And then she takes him. She's like, do you want to see the city? Do you want to see the others? And he says, yes. So she takes him to her reality, and that's where she tells about mm -hmm. Albert and his work. And we learn that she works with animals, and that Katie is an old friend. Oh, that's good, because Katie's the doll. <laughs> <that> died. <laughs> and this place is pretty fantastical. People flying around. And Did you notice who they were, the flying people? Mary Poppins. Really? One of them was Mary Poppins. <laughs> the umbrella gives it away. 
Michael Rucker, Mary Poppins. <laughs> nice. Mary Poppins, y'all. Mary Poppins, y'all. Is he cool? <laughs> yeah, he's cool. <laughs> Whatever, Trash Panda. Keep going. <laughs> so then, soon after that, we um, Albert comes back and he's upset. Did I skip something? Wow. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, gonna skip I'm not gonna lie to you. I only got the to whole, watch this movie once. The whole point of movie. the scene. The whole point is the scene. Leona asks him about his daughter, and he starts to tell <gasps> about right. how his daughter was sick, <laughs> and he taught her chess. And so he's reminiscing about his daughter and how much he loved his daughter. And then Leona says to him that she did not look like this when she was living, and that when she was a child, she went on a trip. And, and the dad. flight attendant yeah. looked mm-hmm. like how she looks now. Mm-hmm. And her dad said that Asian women are were beautiful and graceful and something. And, and she wanted to be that, which seemed very weird because, you know what, it seemed a weird thing that some guy would say to his daughter on a trip about <laughs> a random flight attendant. It was a little strange. Maybe he's into Asian girls. And he says, he but, didn't mean... Only Asian. (laughs) So so she said this is always what she wanted to be when she grew up. And this is when he realizes that Leona is his daughter daughter Marie. And that her world is this painting, this three-dimensional art thing she had in her room growing up. That is true. More art. With Mary Poppins, y'all. Don't get mad at me when I forget (laughs) stuff, though, really. So then... She's only talking to Elaine, folks. (laughs) So then it's been three... So then we have this very emotional scene. This is, I think, the most... This... I almost cried. I had a tear. There was a little bit of a well. (laughs) But when he finds his daughter, that would would be a very emotional thing. Because that was very... I would cry. You didn't, though. How do you know? (laughs) Did you? No. But if it was was me and I was a dead person, I found my daughter... I would cry. I like my daughter a lot more than but. I like Robin Williams and this other lady. <laughs> <laughs> but then that. we flash to Annie, <laughs> and Annie's writing in her diary more about how Chris was the only thing keeping her sane. Mm-hmm. He didn't. The doctors didn't heal her. Chris did, and she just pretty much she can't go on. And then Albert, and then yes. we flash to Albert and Chris, and he tells Chris that Annie is dead. And Chris is like, well, where is she? Where is she? After a close-up of her wrist. Mm-hmm. She made the slicey slice. They don't show it, but you, they he allude says, to it. When you know, do they I show see her dying, you? so I'm pretty sure she's fine. <laughs> well, he says, when do I see her? And Albert says, she you know. goes somewhere else. She's a suicide. Suicides. Um, and and we all know suicides go that to hell. suicides go to hell. That's right. That's common knowledge. <laughs> that didn't make sense, though. It's common he knowledge. Says, Hell is for those who don't realize they're dead. Which doesn't make sense either. No, that doesn't make any sense. She will spend eternity playing out her life gone wrong. Yeah, the real hell is your life gone wrong. But this doesn't make any sense for multiple reasons. <laughs> One, because they say that she is feels so much guilt that she's just punishing herself. That makes perfect sense. I get that. But not all suicides kill themselves because they feel guilt. They feel pain. They want to escape. Like, this is not... Or like they do so, something stupid. Yeah, so it wouldn't be... So it doesn't make right. sense that they that all go to hell to punish really themselves. Like you, if you, you jump a... Well, because yeah, Albert wants to go find her, and he... Chris wants to find her, and Albert says suicides would never come back. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense, because there's 
lots of reasons people commit suicide, not just because they feel guilty that they've killed their kids and their husband, which they didn't kill their kids. Or their <laughs> also, it's a movie. Well, <laughs> but it's also, contradicting it's, itself. But it's yeah, also religious mythos, and none of them make sense. That's kind of their point. And they don't show me enough to make me think that they're Catholic. Because <laughs> that's a very specific well, Catholic belief. What, the suicide's going to hell? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's in Dante's Inferno, too. Yeah. But it's yeah. a specific... Also, he was, Catholic a, he was a classic drunk, so good for him. Most, not all religions believe that. So if this is the religious mythos that they're going off of, they don't do enough to show me that so no, that it's, it's defi- understood. It's definitely not heavily Catholic. But Well, you didn't notice the Buddy Christ in the corner, did you? No, but I wasn't looking for Buddy Christ. <laughs> <laughs> because Jesus wasn't sent down I was looking to, to see if she painted any penises in that painting. <laughs> oh, see, you, did, you missed the Buddy Christ, because, you know... <laughs> I kind of got the impression, and I don't, I don't really know, but I kind of got the impression that whatever circumstances were going on when the suicide happened, what, like whatever mental state that brought it on just would continue, but be worse. But they also said that the suicides didn't know they were dead, but it's very clear she knows she's dead. Well, another, another th- reason and that... It doesn't make sense either. Don't you point your pants at me. I will point my pants at you, sir. Another reason that... It, that's messed up is because a lot of people that are depressed and commit suicide, it's not their fault. It's a I depression. Mm-hmm. I know. So it's like, it's just, that's like people that catch, the co- catch a cold and die, go to hell. Well, you I, know? It's, like, it's, it's one of those things that... People that were born with one eye, go to hell. Whenever you know? I hear about a side effect of suicidal thoughts or tendencies, I'm like, well, what are the ramifications of that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, in whatever you religion you believe. You know, it may cause suicidal thoughts and anal leakage, yeah, that's like, problem. You just can't, you just, basically you just can't go, hey man, when you die, God's going to be there, there's this heaven, it's going to be awesome and great. Cool, I'm going to kill myself. Well, hold on, chief. <laughs> uh, you go to hell if you kill yourself. Well, you should have told me that. <laughs> that it contradicts itself and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, you know what? If you're trying to control but people, re- never mind. We'll Chris, that, that's a whole other Chris podcast. wants to go find her, and Albert says that maybe he can because they're soulmates, but that they need a tracker. Mm-hmm. A tracker, which is handy, and you know. So they get the big Indian from Predator. <laughs> which and he knows there's something. Slipknot? Out. Billy. His name is Billy, but there ain't no man. His name is Billy. Use his name. Billy. <laughs> you afraid of nothing, Billy? No, they don't find Billy. They find Max von Sydow. Equally, no. equally awesome. They find Jesse Ventura who hands them a whole thing of chewing. Says this stuff will be a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> nope, that's not this movie? No. I think I watched the wrong movie again. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out on the side here. <laughs> Wait, Shane Black was in that movie, by the way. Was he really? Yeah, he was the guy reading comic books. I thought he wrote Predator, not the also not the sidetrack. Oh, I really don't podcast. care. I thought he like, wrote Predator because when he was talking, I was like, "Was well, Predator at Christmas?" <laughs> but no, he didn't how write, would you know you're in the jungle? No, I know, but he didn't write Predator, but he was in Predator for some reason. Did he have on Why his not? Christmas socks? Because he's not an actor. May- what? <laughs> Wait, but maybe the comic book was a Christmas comic book. Uh, I have to fucking check it. But I think oh, it's Predator. Oh, I, I think it's such a rock, though. You know what? We're watching Predator after this. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh. It's a better movie about death. Now, fans, you can't see me right now. I have my shocked face on again. And Might again, be a little judgment I'm shocked for your shock. <laughs> or by I'm your not shock. shocked, but you should see it as real good. Hey, what's going on, what's going on with Robin Williams right now? <laughs> All right, well, they go and find the tracker. And he's in the, a really cool place. But... Uh, He's in a library. The library. He's floating in the library. In a big floating library. (laughs) Wait a minute! I'm not there. 
You would be there. Do they have a TV? <laughs> yes. In the, in, you didn't see. Off to the left in the corner, there was a very comfortable couch and a good TV setup. <laughs> I'll put it down. And every once in a while, I bring you cookies. Oh! Oh! Because wow. that's heaven, baby. Surrounded Not by bad. books. Not bad. A little cookie. Warm cookies. Nice. <laughs> so the tracker says... They will find her, but she's not going to know who he is. And her denial will be stronger than her love, or even reinforced by her love. Gee, that didn't make any sense. I thought he said that because earlier they said suicides don't know, or hell is for people who don't know they're dead. So she knows he's dead, she doesn't know she's dead. Then he also might be trying to make him not go. They don't want him to go because... It's bad, you know. I don't know. Because he could be trapped right. there. I really might have been distracted because he was talking about how loved it this and loved it that. And the first thing I thought of was, well, that's the power of love. And when <laughs> I had a Huey Lewis moment, so missed the next five think, minutes. I gotta <laughs> think if you're in heaven and you say, no, no, I want to dip out and go rescue someone from hell, everybody would be trying to talk you out of that. Because, yeah. dude, you're in heaven. Well, if you're Did in you heaven, why can't you just make your wife there? You're not supposed <laughs> to go to hell. <laughs> well, if, if I go to heaven and all my friends are in hell, that's not heaven for me. If I can turn that bird turquoise, I should be able to make yeah, my wife appear. Exactly. See, now, my argument to this whole thing would have been, I don't think she's in hell. Maybe she's in purgatory. That would make more sense. Whoa. Oh, maybe. <laughs> see, mind-blowing. I just they added a whole other layer They don't explain the religious mythos of this. Well, well that would be obviously Catholic. I don't know. Even I don't though know Rob a whole lot about Catholicism. I think Jews have purgatory, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since... <laughs> For all of our Jewish listeners, if you'd like to correct Tony, go ahead and go on to the Twitter and hit the hashtag. We would love to learn. Jewish purgatory. <laughs> if we get anything with Jewish purgatory, hashtag, I'll buy him a beer. Go where they die. <laughs> That's right. We get we get any hashtags for that? Yeah. <laughs> so they go to hell. So they go to hell. In it's hell, there is not physical. Ready, Jason? Just going at it still. Because <laughs> what use would physical danger be? They're already dead. Right. The danger of hell is losing your mind. That's good. I but like that. But they do get, like, on a boat, and there's a storm. Yeah. Which and then there's all the bodies trying to get to them. That was and, and they find cool. his dad. <laughs> like, he's like, but oh, hey, dad. Pop, you're not my dad. And walked away. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> well, they get to this aircraft carrier, and I was like, yes, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> no. My first thought was, oh, shit, it's, that, it's, it's the USS Blue that I was stationed on was all those years. <laughs> No, I know. There's a still, lot of weird there was a, It was dark. Yeah. There was a lot of fire. Mm -hmm. A lot of dirty people. Yeah. I was thinking Dennis Hopper's just around the corner. No, see, you yeah. would know because that's what's called a med cruise right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you get on a med cruise. It's just I like... I wrote in my note, shit, is that the smokers? <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's exactly... They didn't ride around on jet skis. They throw cigarettes at people? But it didn't make any sense because if they didn't know they were dead, then why are they... Like stuck in the mud. It just—I don't understand the way they visualized this in the movie. The, it didn't make any sense. What to me. I thought was because once they get to the sea of faces, mm -hmm. um, yeah, very upsetting. And they're the faces are stuck in the mud. And then he go, he sees her, and he tries to get to her, and he falls through into her reality. I thought. This is the sea of faces. They don't necessarily like the, some of them seem to feel the footprints, but. Her brain is somewhere else. She has lost her mind because she's in hell. So she's not like, she doesn't Conscious. know she's there. <laughs> so she's not like, her face is there, but she isn't. 
the visual did not resonate with me. I thought, but the scene in the movie, I thought would have fit really good in the um, Harry Potter in the um, what is, in the Half Blood Prince when he goes to the to get the Horcrux in the lake. Oh yeah, the like I'm like this is the visual they should have used there because it's super creepy. Do they have Gillyweed? No. They didn't have any gillyweed, so that wouldn't it. have worked. <laughs> they tried very hard not to disturb that mm-hmm. water. Yeah, but I'm just saying that Shout that's out to the like, Boda family on that one. That, like, I just, the video, the visual did not resonate with me. I'm like, this doesn't make sense to what they said this was supposed to be happening. Well, I got the impression if hell's where people go because they don't know they're dead and mm-hmm. they've lost their minds, this, this is their face, but they're not... Oh, now, the here's, the, here's the my problem with this is if you lose your mind and you're in hell where's the torture we did miss a part though you don't have any problem part. oh is, well shit let's backtrack <gasps> we did <gasps> I don't remember oh shit when Boba he Fett. realizes Albert's is so oh good <laughs> we gotta have our one Star Wars reference per, mo- per podcast so way to bring it in there Tony I usually do when it. they get to the shipwreck and Chris is slowly realizing he has a u- uh, flashback to his u- to the eulogy for his son and he oh, had yeah. said, right. he, and to when he was with his son under the tree, and how he had told his son that if I was ever going to go through hell, there's only one person I wanted to be with. And then he talks the eulogy about the, son, the man that his son would never be, mm-hmm. and then he realizes that Albert is his son. That was, that was touching. And, that, and then his son says, the reason I came to you as Albert is because he's the only one you ever listened to, <laughs> which was great. Mm-hmm. And but I the did problem not see that is, coming. I, I didn't know my son. The problem is because now he's so emotionally involved in this realization, he's lost the connection with his wife. So the tracker says, "Your son can't come now." Like, <laughs> well, and he didn't want his son. It's to just come. you and me, and he has to go because as long as you're focusing on him, you're not focusing on her, and we're not going to find her. To which Rob Williams is like. Fuck that guy. Come on, guy. Yeah. Come on, son. <laughs> Let's like, go get your mom. You and I will go. We don't need I know you him. I Judge Dredd, but what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I am and, the law. And his son's like, no, Dad, you go. Bring Mom back. When you get there, don't listen to him because he's going to try to, you know, tell you what's up. But you're something special. This relationship between you is special. And uh, bring her back. But I can't come with you. He's right. I shouldn't. <laughs> but I really don't want to go, Dad. So <laughs> His son is very wise. I'll be at the Krispy Kreme because there's no calories in heaven. I'll be in Elaine's uh, couch with the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my cookies. Get back up and get your own. <laughs> and I totally wrote about all that. We just skipped to the sea of faces. <laughs> all of the cookies are mine. <laughs> That's John. Really, John turns into Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes him more snuggly. Oh. <laughs> no, you also don't gain weight in heaven. Hmm? Well, I mean, Interesting. You, your is body heaven. is whatever you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, this is my heaven. In my heaven, there's no calories, you don't gain weight, and there's lots of cookies. <laughs> and pizza. That sounds like a nice place. <laughs> Carly's in! How bad? I'm Hopefully just wondering busy. in his heaven if I look like ScarJo. <laughs> that would be weird watching ScarJo make out with Cookie Monster. <laughs> Sure, that's Is that fan. Tony's head? Especially if his eyes start spinning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can find something. I'm sure you can find a it on Tumblr. That? 
I'm sure you can find yeah. it on Tumblr. Oh man! I may have to go on that. I may have to make that tomorrow. <laughs> Everything that's ever been done is on Tumblr. Just check it. Just search. You'll find it. So ScarJo and so, so that's so my heaven talked, right there, baby. He's talked to the tracker a couple times, and he's like, "You were a shrink, weren't you?" And uh, then at one point, he's like, "Why should I listen to you?" Very perceptive. And he says, uh, and he talks, and he realizes through this discussion that the tracker is actually Albert. Albert was actually a son, and the tracker is actually Albert, who is now white. That was a plot twist. I, didn't see <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I knew he was the son. He gets pulled into but. Annie's reality, and they're in an upside down church. And then at the bottom of the upside down church is their house. It's dilapidated. And before he goes in, the tracker's trying to give him advice, and that's when he realizes the tracker is Albert. <laughs> Yeah, because he's like, why should I listen to you? You don't know me, and he's like, I don't understand. I guess because they wanted Max von Sydow. Like, I understand why the girl was Leona, the flight attendant. I understand why the son was Albert, but I don't know why Albert would be an old white man. The only he thing I've been an old up. black man. It doesn't make well, any they, sense. They, he also gone through a few lives. It would saying. have he been cooler. That's, that's true. Guy yeah, he did Asian say he had lived a few times. Could have been anything. No, it would have been cooler if they had cast Q, um, James Earl Jones. That would have been cool. Oh. That would have been awesome. Or Morgan Freeman. That seems like a role made for no, Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan Freeman is gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, well, Morgan Freeman was a lot younger when this movie came out, too. So he but the only reason wise old man yet. He would be wise middle-aged man. The only reasons I could think of yeah, for he that was in were time, so. he had lived a few times, and we don't know. Like, this might be some amalgamation of all the times he lived. Um, and also, we don't know when he died, but... I don't know. I think this was just a sign of the current culture that it really bothered me that the black man, that the old white man turns out to be a black man who's picturing himself as a That and Max von Sydow's and everything. It so really bothered me, and I don't know for it no reason that didn't me. have to do with like, like what just, is it? Is it Louis C.K. who does that bit, and he's like, uh, really he's like, as a white man, I could wake up anywhere in any period oh, yeah. of time, <laughs> and I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it was in the really past, maybe not the future. And I don't know if it's like the culture in our as a white man, you can wake up and be a slave. Why? Why would that make sense? That's yeah. In general, no. In general, most people were like slaves in lower classes. Very, very small people were elite and okay. White men throughout history were slaves. (laughs) No one ever talks about it. Yeah, (laughs) you're either gladiator or a slave, or you're the one percent, or you're the one percent. But it's just that's a misconception. Yeah, Yeah, in Rome, the blonde, blue-eyed were definitely the slaves. It didn't didn't really bother me. But I don't know. Just because he's lived a few times. Not like the movie did it wrong because Mac von Sydow was great, but like just that just struck me as a really strange (laughs) choice. But so he decides to enter Annie's reality, and and Albert, well, Max von Sydow says that he shouldn't be in there longer than three. Can we call him Albert now? It's very confusing. Anymore, and he could lose his mind if her reality becomes his. There's no coming back. He'll be there forever. Which would be extra weird because. Right. She doesn't know who he is. Another <laughs> yeah, kid has to. Exactly. He's trapped Eventually with her <laughs> Oh, the dog. The dog is full up. The key is the dog because if they would have sent the dog, everybody knows all dogs go to heaven. True. <laughs> and the dog's not going to get depressed. <laughs> so they should have sent the dog. Unless the, the dog watched stuck. the movie A Dog's Purpose. Yeah. Oh, the dog shit, is stuck I, I, I don't. Open a bag I, of chuck wagon and they can follow it. Don't ever. 
I'm not gonna watch it either. <laughs> so no one recommend that. All right. So fans, hashtag nope. <laughs> <laughs> we like dogs. <laughs> we don't want to watch movies where they die. <laughs> and if you're not sure if we like dogs, follow our Twitter or no right. Instagram. Instagram. On the dogs. Unmovie podcast <laughs> dogs. That's what it was. <laughs> We heard it. <laughs> if I don't want to say something or don't know, I mumble. Right, so he goes in the house. And he tries to talk to her about things that nobody else would know. And he's, Typical ghost move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I did not write down exactly what they talk about. So if you did and you want to talk about it, we can't. See, no. <laughs> They talk, he, he mentions some stuff, but you need to talk. See, that's not real personal stuff. Real personal stuff is only you and your wife would know. Be like, so when you sleep, you snore. Things like that. But your wife would not know that because she's asleep. Oh, no. You or you might have had lots of arguments about it. <laughs> your wife knows that you know. You're, 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 your wife does not know that she does that because she's asleep. But your wife, <laughs> your wife also knows that she does not snore and that's something you made up. <laughs> Just like I make up the Tony snores. Exactly. I know I don't snore. He is not making it up the I do. No, I'm not. I get four hours sleep. <laughs> you ever want to record her and be like, this is you? No. I no have recorded that. him because he really doesn't believe me. <laughs> I don't snore either, Tony. It's okay. The hater's going to hate. I never said you did. I don't know where you're inferring that. Snore. Carly, you may proceed. But Morning. anyway, it's through um, some of these flashbacks that we learn um, more about her emotional breakdown when uh, the kids died and how he brought her out of that. and That uh, was one of the things that when he his son says, remind mom about how she was when we died. Yeah. Which seemed a weird thing. So he kind of talks to her about that. And at some point, I can't remember if it's now, we learn about what Double D yes. Day is. I thought it was a bra size. It just... <laughs> It's our double D anniversary, and I kept trying to figure out what that would be an anniversary for. I thought maybe it was the the kid's death or something weird like that, but they were kind of You don't celebrate that. (laughs) This movie is weird. (laughs) They could have been. But they're celebrating the day that they decided not to get Get divorced. divorced. (laughs) Yay. After the kids died and she had her breakdown, and he couldn't. He's trying to help her, and he's trying to help her, and then he figured out that I'm not helping you and that all I can do is leave, which seems to be a reoccurring thing here. Mm -hmm. And then she says, don't leave, don't give up, and then they decide to stick together. But he's the only reason she got through that, and then she said, don't leave, don't divorce me. They made the decision, and now they celebrate like their new anniversary from when they started anew. (laughs) <laughs> He's trying to get her to see him, and she just starts saying, I want you to leave, I want you to leave, you need to go. Because she doesn't want to see, and she doesn't want to remember. And then but she shocked. does seem very confused about where she is. Like, she knows she's at home, He's but bringing her out things are it's bad. It's working. Yeah. She's like, there's no electricity, there's no water. So he crosses things the stream. just keep disappearing. I don't have my books, Total I don't have some of my paintings. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? And, I uh, feel like that makes sense to me because I feel like she's punishing herself. I've taken away the electricity. I've taken away the water. I have no. I don't have my pain. I, I have, don't have nothing. And he's like, nothing. we can get you those things. And she's like, no, I don't have them because she's <laughs> punishing herself because she deserves to die. <laughs> that but, uh, she realizes it's him right as he... He's, so he he's, leaves. He's accepted that he... You, you think, okay, well, he's going to leave... 
and he's going to go back to the children, yeah. and that's what they're going to do. But he's like, goes to tell the children. He's like, no, I'm going he to tell the tracker. He tells yeah. the tracker. He's like, I thought you were going to be lost, and he's like, I almost was. That's why I had to come out. He says he wants to say was goodbye. lost, but now he's found. And he says, I'm giving up, but not in the way you think I am. You go back. I'm staying here with her. I love her enough that I will forget her to be with her. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. deep. That's nice. <laughs> Don't so, follow me into darkness, honey. So basically, <laughs> so basically, he of course s- I would. He sort of sacrifices himself We're in this together. for her mm-hmm. to bring her out, and then but she he doesn't know that it's going to bring her out. He no, he just, doesn't. No, no. He would he just rather be yeah. alone. Yeah. yeah, he'd rather be here forever with her. Yeah. Even if and that breaks they her never up out of it so she can save him, sort of. Yeah. And she remembers, and he kind of goes blank. And she's and like, Christy. Like, oh, it's cold. Christy. And, she's, and he's like, who are you? And then she's like, never give up. Never give up. Which is just, which is what Half she said on D-Day. Double D-Day. And he's, <laughs> he's thrown into the water, and she's begging so him not to give up. And you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wakes up on the city in his house, back in his heaven. Well, I think it was outside, and he's No, fine. he woke up in the house on the city. Was he in the house? Yeah. And you're like, oh. Just a set tea. City. Yeah, and that's he looks set tea. upset because he was going to stay there with her. And then he woke up, and he's back in heaven. And he's like, what the fuck? And then she comes up from behind him, and she's there. Smacks him on the ass. <laughs> Okay, did anybody else notice that she's wearing a dress that looks exactly like the pajamas she had on when she killed herself? <laughs> I did not. Only a different color, because the pajamas were like lavender and this was like turquoise, but oh, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> well, she kind of had some odd clothes and hair. <laughs> you know what else is that I only that ever was the really, time frame. <laughs> I only ever really remember this actress from her stand on The Sopranos where she played a crazy person and killed herself. So, typecast. Really? Mm-hmm. I did notice that she was on The Sopranos. Yeah, she killed I, herself on I've that never too. Seen so, typecast. Show, <laughs> she was in a lot of things I'd never heard of. Did she kill herself in all of them? No, but she was in a lot of Tony had her. seen her in Jungle Cadillac Fever Man. and Cadillac Man. Oh, yeah, she was in Cadillac Man. With Robin Williams. And The yeah. Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Didn't kill herself in that. Yeah, I vaguely remember her Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I can't remember if she was that the... That movie was horrible. The, who was, yeah. I don't know, I've never seen it. Re- Rebecca DeMornay. You may recognize her from Three Musketeers. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Risky Business. I've never seen Risky Business. You never saw really? Risky Business? No, I'm not interested in it. Why? Because it doesn't... She plays a hooker. Why don't, why don't you like Tom Cruise or hookers? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise. I, I okay. like hookers. Hookers right. are good. Fair. All right. <laughs> World of I like it. Should be legal. So it seems like... The herpes is bad. The family is legal, maybe there would be so much herpes. That's in true. heaven, and they're going to live happily forever after in heaven. And no, she no. says, sometimes no, no. when you lose, nay, nay. you win. And I thought, oh, the movie's over. <laughs> and he says, so Tracker brings their kids... And he says to her, what some folks call impossible is just stuff they haven't seen before. And then Tracker brings the kids, and there's the good reunion, and I'm like, oh, good, this is the end of the movie. This is a great place to stop. And no, no. No, it doesn't. And that's when I was like, what? It's like when you, at the end of Timer, were like, okay, now you should just turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) This is is where you end it. (laughs) But no, then we flash to a conversation about them wanting to be about... How he he's thinks convincing they her to be reborn, yeah. which so is they the can find each other ever. again. And then she's like, "What about the kids?" And he's like, "Oh, the kids want us to do that." <laughs> a, a life Bet they down don't. there is a heartbeat in heaven, or something yeah, like that. And, and then he's he like, says, "And then once we do this, and we meet again, and we live our life again, making different choices, then we'll be here forever." 
Aren't they already going to be there forever? No, okay. So I know, it's weird. It's stupid. <laughs> if you stop the movie where I wanted to stop it, the last line would have been what some folks call impossible is just stuff they haven't seen before. Great last line. If we stop the movie here, Amazing. the last line is I found you in hell, don't you think I can find you in Jersey? <laughs> also and then we cut that. to two little kids who see each other across a pier. Because two and boats run into each other. <laughs> they're not boats, they're toy boats. Mm-hmm. And they're both little both, both white boats. kids. And, and then a <laughs> living little... In, and the girl has Jersey. sandwiches in a basket, yeah, and she like, brings one to him, and they both take a bite out of a sandwich and then switch cooties. But it would have been cooler if, like, they were two black kids or two Asian kids or something, like, yeah. completely different. Or not so and the boats like crashed, them. and you're like, oh, wow, they're completely different, not just, oh, they're just Americans. America. Yeah. Do you know why? Because well, living the life. same life over. It would have been cool if they were little Asian kids and that with a different style of yeah. boat. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. <laughs> now he's a psychologist. <laughs> All right. So the movie roll credits. And he there- says he has another little. Uh, yeah, when I was anything. a kid, I met the nicest little girl oh. or the most beautiful little girl, yeah. and she gave me a sandwich. And you're like, oh, this is definitely them. Yeah. So that yeah. you didn't it's know like that. a soko. <laughs> it's like no beginning. It's got no end. And so, it was cute. The little kids were cute. So I will say this. I chose. Oh, no. She's going to nay her own movie. No, no. <laughs> Interesting. I chose never this movie. It's ballsy. Because I remember. <laughs> never been done before. <laughs> I chose this movie because I remembered seeing it when it was newer. But all I could remember about it was I thought it was cool the way they kind of interpreted heaven and how uh-huh. it's your heaven. It's not just... Because I grew up, and Tony was like, this is just Christian mythos, but that's not the Christian mythos it. I grew up with. Yeah. I grew up with heaven is streets of gold, pearly gates, mansions, everybody's there. Hell is fire and brimstone and pain. And that's that's what I grew so up with. So you're doing Dante's Inferno's hell. Got it. So this sort of was like, whoa, you mean heaven could be something else? When I saw it the first time. Yeah. Heaven could be more about me because I personally don't care about streets of gold and mansions and <laughs> well, as, we've gotten, as we've gotten older and a little bit more into thinking about this kind of stuff heaven the idea of heaven and hell have got, had to get vaguer more yeah. vague and I like that oh, because it's hard to change it's hard to pin down I want to say something about the mansions and the streets of gold depending on whether you interpret the Bible literally or not what they have I'm sorry, what? Bible. Oh, I thought you didn't want to interpret the barber. I was like, I'm oh, sorry, Miss. Um, I'm just a little being bit, a douche. I'm <laughs> the barber from Demon Street. Excuse me, I'm mumbling. But <laughs> those <laughs> visions of heavens were the there prophet's visions that were put in terms they could understand. That's mm-hmm. not. But I grew up in churches that so like are even, literal about the Bible. But even literal Bible believers yeah. un will say that that's, they saw what they could interpret yeah. and that there was more that they could not understand. Well, it's odd also, to me. Elaine, you might know this, that also heaven is a half pipe. Mm. That's true. It's just one of those things. When I was growing up, nobody ever told have me. Heaven, I can that's right. In my children's <laughs> church where we learned yeah. about what heaven was, nobody ever told me that this was just put in their my minds because they could understand it. That's not... Like, I did not learn not that. So, fucking with it. for me, the reason I remember really being in awe of this movie was it really made me think differently about the possibilities yeah. of what heaven and hell Well, could yeah, be. because, you know, one man's heaven is another man's hell. Think about it. 
if you really don't so like what? gold, everything, and big-ass mansions, like, my first no, thought on a big-ass mansion is, what's the heating bill on that thing? But what do you like, like about you. this movie now? Oh, oh, did you like, have you seen this movie before you recommended it, Carly? She did, she just <laughs> said that. <laughs> but I want to know what she when likes about this movie now. When you were a kid, yeah, did you do see you it recently? Do you no. still feel that oh. way? What is it What is it that you like about it now? As I still like that about it. <laughs> okay. Because even as I've gotten older, most of the religious people I come across still have this very, you know, this is what the Bible says, so this is what it means, and this is 100% true, and this, and I'm like, but how do you know? I, I don't think that... Because somebody told them so. So <laughs> I just, I feel like this they to don't know, me... They have faith, that's different. ...is more... Mm what I feel heaven would be and what, you know, so, and I like the idea of hell being a place where you just have lost your mind because what is Not physical me. pain to people who are dead? It's, it's emotional pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, I still like the ideas, mm -hmm. but I understand why some people don't, because a lot of people said that this is, this is trying to make a movie about the afterlife without offending anybody. So, I and I can see that. So, I don't, I like the ideas presented in this movie, and when I saw it the first time, it was something completely new for me. And, uh, so I'm, I'm not, like, I watched it, and I did not remember it being quite so depressing. And <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I can't give it a nay, because it really changed the way I think about things when I saw it. So I, will, well, I will give it a maybe. Well, you made us watch. You gave it a maybe. May yes. <laughs> he made. She made her own movie. It's ballsy. That's ballsy right That's ballsy, there. All right. <laughs> who do you want to go next? Uh, oh, pick we one. know what you think. Elaine, why don't you go? <laughs> My favorite character is Cuba Gooding. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Albert. Now, I thought for a long time I was going to pick Annie, because I do think this actress does a fantastic job, and Annie is the she only does. interesting character in the whole movie. Really? She does do a really good job. But, <laughs> yes. but Albert is my favorite character. I like what he has to say. My least favorite character is Robin Williams' Chris Nielsen. He's stupid. He's stupid. He's stupid. He doesn't do anything correct. This movie is Boring. Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the scene. She likes the movie my favorite scene is... My <laughs> was it when the end credits started? No. <laughs> That's, we've seen that before. That's my line. That's mine. What was your favorite scene? The credits. <laughs> no, my favorite scene is when he's learning how to paint his heaven. I love that. I think it's great when he's in the paint heaven and when he's learning how to paint his heaven and when he gets stuck in the paint and when they try to walk on the water and he can't. Mm -hmm. And in fact, my favorite line is there because he yells, I'm going to drown. And then Albert says, you can't drown. You're already dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's not a good line because he stole that from Highlander. Made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he stole it from Highlander. Maybe you that's can't drown, you're immortal. <laughs> so you're just proving that this is the best line in the whole movie because it came from a better fucking movie. <laughs> I can't give credit to a plagiarized line. My least favorite scene in this movie. Oh, we should do that. Highlander. Yeah, maybe. Well, that one's not really under. Everything. Oh, I don't. No, I no, got no, offended. offended. No, this I don't want to do that. Like, Highlander too. <laughs> there were parts of this movie that were almost interesting, but it was super boring. So I'm gonna you know, nay. Go ahead, Capital Tony. Capital nay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got that. Favorite character is um the dog. <laughs> uh, when I did that, character. you guys gave me shit. 
Listen, he's got a point there. I actually think the dog is a character in this movie, though. Least favorite character is probably a eighteen way tie with everyone else in the movie. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yes, Tony's on the lane train today. Uh, yeah. I knew favorite, he was. Favorite scene. Um, I like when all the the scary people are trying to get in the boat. That'll stick with me for a while. It's pretty scary. It was very creepy. Um, my favorite line. I don't know if I. I'd have to. I don't know if there was really one that picked. There's some good ones in here though. Me, really. <laughs> but um, as far as this movie goes, um, I would say maybe because I know plenty of people that would this movie would they would love this movie. It's just one of those movies that you're into it or you're not. I personally am not into this stuff, really. I've kind of done my time with this kind of stuff he and this did kind of thinking. Time. <laughs> so it's not really for me. On a, on a uh, script level, I have a problem. One of the main problems I have with this movie is it sets up things very blatantly and then does them in, like, the next scene. So it'll be like, well, the kids think this, and then they do this, and you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, well... You know, the kids died, and she's um, she's going into depression. Only Chris could save her, and then later she goes to hell, and she's depressed. I wonder what's going to happen. You know, it's just like, there's a lot of, like, setup that's blatant because there's only, there's no real subplots to the movie, and there's nothing really going on to distract you from the freight train of the, of the plot that's kind of just going through the whole movie. You're just like, I, there's no real, not a real bunch of surprises, and the surprises I do see in the movie are kind of, Scooby-Doo, fakey, you know, pull the mask off and it's old man Withers type stuff. You know, like, I'm not him. I'm really okay. But I didn't see any of that stuff coming. I, I saw either. the I saw the first one when I when I first saw the movie. I saw the first one as the boy, the kid, but the I didn't get uh, yeah. Um, no, yes. uh, the first Cuba reveal Cuba was Jr. the daughter. Well, no, the first one I was was Cuba Gooding, Cuba Gooding Jr. showed up. Showed up. I knew who that was. Oh, I did. But okay. the other two, I didn't I didn't get it because I wasn't really paying attention at that point. But, he was um, on Quaaludes. But yeah, that's what I'm going to go with is uh, maybe if this is your type of thing, if you're into mystically heaven type of movies. If you're not, then I would not, I would not bother. So what is your if, recommendation? If I have to pick a line for Tony, oh, I'm going to pick the line, the real hell is your life gone wrong. <laughs> if I was to pick a line, I would go with uh, a line from Paradise Lost. <laughs> Lucifer says that, uh, what is it, the, the mind itself can make a heaven of a hell or a hell of a heaven, something like that. Which uh, also would apply in which this basically line is this movie. Yeah. Okay. No, this movie is so six random philosophy quotes and a bunch of painting <laughs> postcards. Yeah, this movie could this movie could have been redone and made tighter. I understand it why it won an Oscar though. Boy, they're gonna get real mad when I recommend did. this movie. Visual. Visual. Well, oh, I'll be turn. shocked. Um, my favorite character is Robin Williams because it's Robin fucking Williams. You better recognize, bitch. He does a terrible job in this. He can't oh. do drama. Have you seen Goodwill Hunting? It's the only movie he ever did good a good drama in. Have you seen Good Morning Vietnam? He's not playing. That's it's a it's a dramatic role movie, but he's playing a comedic character. It's the only reason why that works. Same Patch Adams. Patch Adams, bitch. Boom. Yeah, he was a comedian in that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what no, I, I was saying I, it was like that movie. Yeah. she said. I've heard a lot of people talk about Dead Poets Society. But Popeye. I've never seen oh, it. Dead Poets Society. What, Popeye. What that was a dramatic role. Oh, Captain! My Captain! Oh, I do what? Love him as Popeye. <laughs> what kind of character is he in that movie? Because I haven't seen Dead Poets Society. He's a teacher. Yeah. Well, is it a dramatic yeah. role? Yeah, yeah. so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good movie. He can't. My least favorite character is. He can't do drama. She got her turn. She wants comedic elements. He does like Tom. He's like Tom Hanks. He can do dramatic stuff but he's the everyman he's never like oh man he was he was such a different person it's always like you're robin williams and you're kind of a schlub and you 
you overcome some horrible there stuff. Are, Mrs. Doubtfire, even though it was funny. Same thing. He's a loser, can't do anything, and overcomes some horrible shit. And you know, there needs Tom to be Hanks. lightheartedness to his drama. They There's no lightheartedness. <laughs> like Jacob the Liar. That's why that movie doesn't work I've as well seen. either. You jumped all up my shit. I'm sorry. Right. You, I can't wait till next time you go. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> jumping your shit. <laughs> my least. Well, the character. next movie review is hers. So go ahead. My least favorite <laughs> character is Annie. I knew that was. Because I didn't like her character. I thought she sucked. Mm. I, mean, I knew you were gonna pick Annie. Yeah, my favorite scene is when they're going to hell in the beginning of Hell's an aircraft carrier because that just hits home. Because first my sword, <laughs> hell's an aircraft carrier. No, that's Much hell. like Carly, the first <laughs> time like, really informed this time, yep. didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's when I really knew, I, man, I made a big mistake. I, 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 I really thing. fucked up. <laughs> so that just hits home, and it, it's you know looking back, it's a nice memory for me. So um, <laughs> that's my favorite scene. And my favorite line, I don't know. I found you in No, no, I, I got it. My favorite, no. My favorite one is, last time you saw me, I was 63. Who would want to spend eternity being 63 years old? <laughs> That's a good line, because it's like, well, yeah, he's got a point. Yeah, he does. And I saw, unfortunately, in the trivia that that's the age that Rob Williams killed himself. Really? Yeah, that that kind of hit that's, me after we watched this movie. Oh, well, we're going to my quote, this. asshole. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I could not say it. You couldn't say that earlier in the movie? <laughs> I thought about it, but I didn't know she was going to say but it. We watched the movie last night before today, and uh, that kind of hit me as we were watching it. Yeah. Like, the whole movie's about him going to rescue a suicide from yeah. hell, and then... Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, here's my closing thoughts on the movie. There's nothing original about this storyline. In various mythologies, there's always one character who goes to hell for a said yeah. reason. For well, their love. Orpheus. Orpheus went specifically to, to his wife. wife. His wife. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was the one where, like, she's going to walk behind you. Don't yeah. turn around. You can't look at her, yeah. No matter what you hear. But then what happens? Don't turn around. Yeah. So dumbass turns around. She yeah. wasn't there. Anyway, um, <laughs> but this is a redone thing over and over. Hercules went to hell. Yeah. Again, everybody goes to hell and they have this big thing. So that's not any real original story. Well, in the old mythos, hell was just down the street, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> just Christ just pay down the, the cave, or, yeah. And... You pay him to Quran. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm also going to have to give this a big fat nay. That's mm. right. Sorry. Just, there, I saw it years ago and was like, wow, this movie sucks. And didn't watch it since. And now I know why. There's really nothing enduring about it. The story... Builds to okay. We're gonna give. I'm gonna reunite with my wife, and the first thing he does after they finish this whole hell thing, and they're right there, is go. Let's separate. <laughs> like you fucking idiot. <laughs> the problem is you don't care about these characters because we. No, I care about them deeply. I just think he made bad choices. It's the move. We just like we needed a longer montage. We needed more of them as a family, and we needed to see more of the reality before they died. I would have. That's done. true. It would have yeah. been a whole different movie. Or I would have had the coming, being born again as a loophole to get out of hell, you know, as because it was this weird choice that you're like, I get, a, I understand what you're doing, but it's kind of like something else that doesn't really have anything to do with what you're doing here. So you, you could have had that maybe Williams was slick somehow and he figured out, wait, there's wait, what if we did this loophole where we could be born again? And then Max von Sydow's like, oh shit, yeah, okay, you figured it out, some, you know, something like that, yeah. because it's just like this weird extra thing that's thrown on the end. And they're like, okay, so are you not Robin Williams and she's not what's-her-name? Because you've lived 100,000 times, but you just stay as this way? And then maybe and then he just convinces her what? to come with him, yeah, and then they're like born it, again. Yeah, it's yeah. it, it kind of weird. It didn't really... And now his name's Ted. I so mean, it's weird. It just, like, I don't get the sense that he loves his kids. I don't get the sense, like, obviously he loves his wife, but it doesn't seem like... It seems like one of those 
creepy codependent things where you're worried about both members of these people and you're like you see your friends like that and you're like please just break up please break up and find healthier people to be with it, but you don't you don't see enough of them you don't see enough of their relationship to feel that they're deeply in love like you can I can see that she's so broken but I can't see this shit it's okay so so on the first time on the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, nobody's recommending this movie. Which is weird because one of us recommended this movie for the other three to watch. So I what's next, it? Carly? Yay! Well, okay. So next month, we're going to try... Well, week. Next week, I'm sorry. And which is also next month. Good the job. next four weeks, we are going to try to do a little something different. And I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. Then why bring but, it up? <laughs> but our next movie... Elaine, you bring it up. It's going to be Elaine's next pick. You have to tell him why. That doesn't make sense. No, we'll explain it next week. I'm still telling him what the movie is. Okay. <laughs> I've been drinking. You, she's also supposed to plug the Instagram and the Facebook. And I'm gonna. She does that last. <laughs> but she actually does it before she plugs the movie usually. because yeah. waiting to find out what the movie is, people listen through the Facebook all right, all right, and the right, Instagram right, right, and the Gmail. Okay, so, so follow us on Facebook <laughs> at facebook.com slash underappreciatedmoviepodcast. Follow us on Twitter at unmoviepodcast.com <laughs> slash nothing. Or just at unmoviepodcast. That's the one I said. <laughs> Leave off the com. Not underappreciated dogs. <laughs> and check us out on on Instagram, Instagram at, at unmoviepodcastdogs. Yeah, that one. It's good. I went there and looked and that beautiful Rottweiler's my little baby chail. <laughs> Which and you all know he's the one barking every week. <laughs> and email. <laughs> email <laughs> us. <laughs> unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Right. Please find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe, listen to all of them, go back. We do a lot of references to previous episodes, so you'll enjoy all of them more if you listen from the beginning. Right. <laughs> I, have a, I have a new friend uh, listening, Ryan. He, I showed him that we were doing a podcast, and he was like, okay, and he was kind of clicking through them, but then when he saw that we did Last Dragon, he's like, I'm, I'm in. So, <laughs> I was like, cool. You're Never welcome. Know. Loved last hey, night. hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to have you. Hey, and that hey, movie's awesome. You made a new friend. Hey. No, actually, I've known him since we were little, but. <laughs> the way you phrased it made it yeah. seem like you just made a, a new, new friend. friend. <laughs> new friend on the podcast. You know what makes me happy? Is that he picked my movie. He like, did. That's the one. He did. He was looking yeah. through and he's like, eh, Freddie, Jason, no, no, no. I've seen these. Oh, Last Dragon? I'm staying. Everybody dra- jumps on the dragon train. <laughs> was The Last Dragon's the best movie? Well, I don't know if it's the best movie we've done on the podcast, but it's definitely in the top three or four. What a world is not the best. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what, fans out there? Next week on the podcast. Next week on the podcast. That's her line. Oh, she can do it. I stole her line. Why don't you? Yeah, go for it. I'm open. Tony? (laughs) Each of us has picked a selection. (laughs) My bad. I already did my line. Charlie's Angels from 2000. Starring Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz. And Lucy Liu. And Bill Murray. And no one should be bersa- or surprised. And Sam Rockwell. I Tim haven't Curry. seen this before. Actually, awesome. <laughs> you haven't seen this? No. Wow. Again, fans. Wow. Shocked well, face. Seriously. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to call them fans anymore. I'll call them friends. Friends, shocked face. Because I don't I don't like fans. Fans seems like you're feeling like you're above them. And I don't feel like I'm above our listeners. <laughs> These are my friends. Well, maybe Will. Maybe Will. <laughs> Ooh. Definitely not Ben. Nah. Six sick burn. Ben's good people. Ben, ben might as well be the fifth hey, member hey, of the hey. podcast. <laughs> all our friends are good people. That's true. And all our Except listeners well. are great people. But what about That's Sid? True. Sid's mean. He hasn't started listening to the podcast yet, so I'm not sure I'd classify him as good people. Well, he's, he did by now. Obviously, he's listening to this episode. Hi, Sid. 
We'll see. Oh, also, hi, Mom. Tony, I think, is giving up on the stuffing. Oh, I oh. forgot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Has. Oops, sorry. <laughs> All right, so. I brought it right back. All the stuffing range is in his eyes. I can see it. <laughs> now you're vamping now. Okay, anybody got anything else? No. All right, we'll see you next week.